What's going on, OTL Nation? It's Jeremy and Patty. We back in the building, y'all. The OTL boys. We're here. Oh, this is what we're doing. <laughs> oh, this is what we're doing. What's going on, brother? Nothing, man. Um, just out here. You know how it is. Doing the damn thing. Down here in Renton. OTL. Temper. Temporary OTL HQ. HQ. <laughs> Building one. Holding it down. <laughs> New clothes drop just happened. People are probably getting their clothes right now. Sticker packs. You name it. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess I can plug that too. Um, we will uh, had a lot of people asking about those original leashless jerseys with the gold tooth on there the black one the ogs look so cold yes yes one of my favorite i mean it is my favorite um so we will be doing another drop during world cup which is uh for the guys that don't know we have our paintball nxl world cup coming up uh so we'll be releasing that the week of the 11th of november 11th so it'll have a bunch of the old stuff i'll have a bunch of the new stuff uh we got some more kind of just regular t-shirts getting ready we got actually we got some cool stuff coming out so uh Ooh. i think we're going to kind of keep releasing stuff it's everything's going to be open for a few weeks as we kind of keep releasing all the way into black friday so i think every week if not a couple things a week we'll have like new stuff being mm. dropped all the way up into Black Friday. Yeah, it's going to be nasty. Yeah. The, so blackest, about the blackest of Fridays. Mm-hmm. Well, people on this podcast hear plenty of my voice. <laughs> so, so we <laughs> nah, man, you've been killing it. So, <laughs> you, dude, I, you know, I do the remote coaching, you do the podcast. That's how, from the OG, <laughs> that's what we talked about, bro. So, you, you better get used to hearing Jeremy's this, voice, isn't it? This is true. <laughs> so, so, we're going to let him hear your voice a little bit. So, we're going to start it off. I need a rant and a rave out of you. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, what we'll go with the rave first. Yeah, I was we'll, gonna say we'll, you throw we'll, it at we'll me. Keep it positive. Um, a rave. <sighs> this mustache I'm raving about. Hey, let's go. Nice, See, hey, hey, let's go. Let's We're go. We're going into Movember. You can let that thing fly. That was my original you, intent. You so gonna twist that thing up or what? All right, we've already been derailed. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to the rave. There's no rules in this. Thing. But, we do uh, what we want to do. I cut this uh, this mustache because uh, Ma, she was my 69 year old uh, client athlete, I should say, out of vigor, and uh, she wanted to do a powerlifting contest. Smash that! And she did, bro, two medals. So uh, I uh, chopped off my my what you could call stubble slash beard and left the mustache, and I wanted to go as old coach pe coach with the dad <laughs> shorts and the with the two-piece yes dude i heard it was at a crossfit box so you know i had to come kind of a little goofy real goofy um but no so i and then i just kept it so you did you chalk up to watch i did dude i chalked up i was drinking my fit aid <laughs> fanny pack on <laughs> you gotta you gotta look the role <laughs> that's important all right so what are you what are you raving about um rave I gotta say, uh, I'll give my book a rave. You're writing a book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the book I'm currently <laughs> reading. I don't have that bandwidth yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Uh, so I've been reading a few books. Peak Performance was the one that Cash. I referred you to. I really liked that one. Um, and then I've uh, been reading the new Tim Grover winning. Mm-hmm. 
legend. Not to th- I know, not to throw shade on it. I throw it. Maybe be No, no, no. Uh, it was good. I think just uh when you have relentless as a reference point, you know what I mean? Like it just I think set the bar so high that anytime you come back with a sequel or something like that, maybe True. you think it's going to be like the next one and you're just like, "Oh, okay." And I've actually had to put that one down a little bit. And then um Deepak Chopra, uh, psychologist, MD guy, he has one, uh, I think he came out with it in like 2019 or something like that, but I just hadn't picked it up yet, and I finally got around to it. It's a, it's a pretty hefty book, but it's called Metahuman. Mm. Bro, that one is tripping my mind out. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a scientific book on the Matrix. Jeez. So it's like red, red pill, blue pill. Yes. So it's talking all about like perception and how our, our perceptions create reality and then like going beyond that mm. and like rewiring yourself. We need, we need that. It's, we need our mind. I to couldn't get even like give you a great description of it. I mean, cause it's just like, for me, it's What's like it called? meta human, meta human. And, uh, I mean, he, he starts going into, uh, um, I can't even, I can't even think about it. Uh, he started, <laughs> it, it, it just, it, it's so, Overloaded. it's very, in, yes, it's very interesting. So I've been, I've been reading and diving into that. So it's pretty cool. So that's my rave. What are you ranting? Books. Books is my rave. <laughs> what are you ranting about? Um, what could I rant about? Maybe this isn't a very good one, but I was ranting about this uh, to Jasmine the other day, uh, mainly because I was just in a grumpy mood. And I think anytime that you're in a grumpy mood, and you're gonna you're gonna laugh when you hear this, but other, Jas- other Jasmine people- is Patty's wife, just oh, yes. for the listeners. Jas- Jasmine is my wife, uh, my rock, uh, my better half. Yeah, but just, just keep going. Just keep, she, I'll chop this know, up right? and send it to her. I- <laughs> <laughs> like your husband is a real one. Uh, but drivers. On the road, dude. And that's such an easy one because you can really, that, that's you like, could rant. That's giving, that's being too respectful Bro. to what, whatever they're doing is not driving. Dude. So I had two incidences like almost back to back up in Linwood. And uh, I'll just go with the second one because the second one was the one that I called Jasmine. I was like, these fucking people, bro. But I was pulling out of Whole Foods, right? And the empty parking, parking lot, lot, bro. No, it was, but it was early in the morning. Empty parking lot, rows and rows. Of just blank spaces. And I was just going to drive forward and exit the parking lot. Right. You know, like many of us have just done many times. <laughs> this lady comes flying out of nowhere like a bat out of hell and chooses the spot right in front of me just that, that I was going to go. And there was a whole row of empty lot or nope. empty parking spaces. And she looks at me and she throws her hands up. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like. I was going to go <laughs> forward. Yo, and then check this. So I reverse and I exit and she goes and pulls forward into the spot that I was just in. <laughs> I was like, yo. You're like, nope, nope. Hits that thing in reverse. You're like, nah. You know, that's, at that point, you just got to shake your head and be like, I don't know how people operate and I don't know how people stay alive this long, man. I mean, it's painful. That's my, that's my rave, dude. I was just. Called ja- I called Jazz and I was like, these fucking people, bro. I, I can't eat. I can't. I can't. My uh, my rave is uh, 
well, I, so I started, I moved to Kirkland. Yes. <clears throat> and so, Which is why you're down here doing it, because you're so much closer to your boy. I know, I had to do what I had to do. I like it, man. I approve this. I, I can feel it. I can feel the, the closeness. I do. So I, I changed gyms that I go to to lift, and so now I'm, I'm going to LA Fitness. Oh, God, are you really? I didn't even know that. Because <laughs> it's, it's like two blocks from my house, right? And so it's, I've been removed from box gyms for so long <laughs> that I forgot. I forgot what oh. happens at box gyms. And Such so a nice I, reminder, huh? If you follow me on social media, I've been posting about ever since where I'm just like, I need to do a podcast right. in okay. now this the is box gym, <laughs> walking around just recording. We've, we've thought about a couple different bits at this point. One is like having like a secret camera and having somebody going up to them and being like asking them to explain the exercise that they're doing as <laughs> if like, man, I, I've been really looking for some new exercise. Can you break that one down for me? And just like see how far you can get to go without cracking up laughing but see people like doing pull-ups and they they're using like gardening gloves for their lifting gloves or the just multi-purpose dude yeah the last one was the the locker room how was there's nobody ever anywhere except for the naked guy right in front of your (laughs) locker and he's just taking his i'm like dude like why are you still naked? Like, let, let's get this thing going. You already dried yourself off. I need to get in my locker, dog. Anyways, that's that's one thing. The last thing that happened was my rave. My rave getting to my rave was the was sauna. Was the sauna. I love saunas. And so I've missed the sauna so much. I've been going in the sauna every day. And it's that's my rave. Because I freaking just love how it feels. But yesterday, my rant... This is well. We'll bring it full circle. My rant. This is, is all in one story, yes, bro. Exactly. <laughs> like your style. I can deal with the stuff in the gym, just because people are just don't know what they don't know. You know, people are just trying to replicate what they see on the internet or what they see the person, the other person in the gym doing. They're just doing the best they can, right? But I'm in the sauna, and it's just me, and I'm in there having my my happy time, and I didn't have any headphones, and I'm just sitting there, just sweating my rear end off, and it, a gentleman walks in, and he's butt naked. For no reason. I'm like, bro, you can put some boxers on or something. But he sits down butt naked. He proceeds to lay down next to me. Lay, what? Yeah, he lays down. And then for 15 minutes straight, he continues to moan. Like. No way, bro. Like a sex tape moan. Like for 15 minutes, dude. 15 You're minutes. You're like, where's the camera at, bro? I'm dead serious. Where, and I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm just going to seek it out because like, I'm here. This is my time in the sauna. And so from there. I'm like, all right, I'm finally get out. So I go out, get my towel. I go to take a shower. I get in the shower. And you know how showers are. It's like reverber- reverberating noise. And all of a sudden, this guy decides to take a shower too. So now he's in the shower just moaning. Doing the same moaning, thing, Moaning, dude. Moaning. So then I come out of the shower, and he has a locker that's right behind mine. He's getting dressed moaning. I'm like, <laughs> I think you got a fucking stage five, bro. 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 I was like, I, I literally couldn't. This I'm guy's like, caught up in some I, feelings. I go home. I'm talking to Carlotta. I'm just like, Carlotta, what's wrong? What's wrong with the world? <laughs> like, I, I just, like, there's no reason, right? I can see, if you're really hot in the sauna, I can see, like, the heavy breathing, you know? But it's like, when we're in the shower, we can change. Anyways, that's my rant. It's also my rave. And I'm, I'm happy to be back in the gym, people watching, mm-hmm. because it does make life more enjoyable because people never cease to blow my mind. Yeah, you got to be careful, bro. Some people may have just respiratory problems and you're out here just shaming them like that, dude. I mean, you have people attacking you here pretty soon. Social media. Bring on the cancer culture. <laughs> he said I couldn't breathe loud the way I want to breathe. It's a free nation. 
But okay, so out of out of all of the stuff that you've been reading, your Ravis books, yeah. I need a nugget that you've been like resonating with that's that's been kind of like on your mind. What's something that's like, man, that's powerful. I'm applying mm. that. I should apply that. I think that I mean one that definitely has stuck with me and it uh, we talked about this before as when we were talking about uh, peak performance and it's so simple right and it's just that equation that they kind of just the whole book is basically written on this simple equation and then in within the chapters they just kind of beat it into your head which is just stress pr- uh, plus rest equals growth mm. and that has I mean even though it's so simple and I think we forget about it in our busy lives and stuff like that so I always try to remind myself because we go so hard in the paint all the time. You know what I mean? And um, it's that's almost easier for us than the resting part. And, sure. and I think that they've broken that down, right? And I think, uh, and I used this with one of my clients before, and uh, especially with athletes, right? Um, we use rest days. And people have such a problem with a rest day or at least titling it as a rest day. And I don't know if you read that in that book yet, but he was talking about one of those coaches yeah. that <clears throat> renamed it. And like, I think it was like maybe a recovery day or something like that. And like how much more success he had with athletes actually taking a break yes. from their schedule with just renaming it like that to the yes. recovery or something like that. And I actually used that with one of my clients. Um, recently because i mean whether you're a, you're you're a peak performance athlete or you're just your general pop you know and weekend warrior status people just have a problem with resting you know and so like i think more so in general pop they have like these fanatic habits to reach these goals right and they just completely neglect all the recovery side of it and so it's like I, he, he, they were they were saying ranting that they hate rest days and they just can't seem to rest. And so I was like, well, think about it as like a recovery day or something like that, you know? Right. And, and even though it sounds so simple, it just snapped and like, oh, yeah, 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 I like that. So I think that that has been something, just that stress plus rest equals growth. And it's just like, well, I think we need it, that. It's the, you know, t- we talked about it recently, the protecting your perception, you know? And it's, I think it's more than just trying to accomplish a goal. You're trying to give people the perception of who you want them to think that you are in the way of working. Like we've glorified being busy, yeah, you know, and being productive. And yes. I, I just, uh, I just saw a post from Andreas before he happened the podcast. And it's like, you're more than your productivity. You know, it's, it's, you're not just your productivity. You know, you have to remember that you are like a full being and you can't separate your physical to emotional, to mental, spiritual, like it's you're one person, right? You know, and you have to, you have to take care of your mentality and your in your mental health and your emotional health and all those things. That's where a lot of the rest comes from. Like mm-hmm. you have to, you have to give yourself a break in order to actually give all of what you're capable of giving when the lights are shining. You know. And one one of the stories from that peak performance book that I love, one of my favorite stories ever is Roger Bannister, the first guy, you know, to break the four minute mile. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he tried, he was trying and trying and trying. And then before he decided to like go on a hike in the mountains, you know, right, and take yeah. a rest. And then when he came back, he freaking smashed it. And it's, and it's like with that, it's completely taken a different 
uh, a different angle on performance. You know, it's not just about accumulating busy work, you know, where you're running around in circles and it's like you're in a hamster wheel and you're literally going nowhere. Yes. But and we've all been there. Yes. Right? We, we are all go through that on a daily basis. Yes. We have to remind ourselves we have to stop it because it is a construct that we were raised in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when your boss comes around and you have to like pick up something to like look busy. Those memes always crack me up. <laughs> you know, it's like you just you just pick up a broom and you start brooming to look like you're doing something. You know, and and so it's like really taking inventory of your energy, of your emotions, you know, and, and one of the things we, we talked about off the air is like that from that book, uh, the nugget that I'll share is the how much your willpower is connected to your mind power. Mm-hmm. You know, you only have so much, which is where decision fatigue comes in, where you making so many decisions that you lose your willpower in order to like actually execute properly on what you have the ability to do, you know, and whether that's eat, whether that's eat right, you know, or it's like getting your workout in or it's being disciplined, you know, those things start going in the window when you have to make a thousand decisions about things that don't matter, that you actually lose the willpower to make the decisions that do. Right. And I, I even take that a step further. And it's like that book got me trying to trying to right. I think this is a big word. It's just to, tr- you know, try it because it's pra- it's all practice. Right. And just because we. We talk about it and we, we try to embody that doesn't mean that we're masters at it. And uh, thinking uh, outside, talking about thinking outside, masters. <laughs> thinking outside <laughs> the box. Right. I think that that book really got me trying to think outside the box of how I can refeed that uh, mental aspect of it. Mm. I think physical got it on, you know, not unlocked, but like that's comfortable for us. I like to push physically and everything like that. But mentally like how can i think outside the box so that i get rejuvenated yes so that i can continue going you know and because it's yes just trying to do the same thing over and over at least like you get into like these zones of where i I gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do it this way and it's like no if you just take a step back breathe like that runner was and and then come around full circle to it and then go you know into that that arena that you're in could have a completely different result. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to uh, go into topic, which I, I think that you, I mean, I've been, I've been honored to watch you do, but thinking about Roger Bannister made me think about people who break boundaries for other people, you know, before he broke that four minute mile, literally there were scientists saying that it's not physically possible. Like mm. your lungs could not physically handle the stress of it. So you start like basically scientifically justifying the limit. You know, we talk about if you fight for your limits, you get to keep them. But when he breaks through it, you know, there's four other people that year that did it after right. hundreds of years, centuries right. of people failing, what amazing dying, yeah. trying to beat it, you know, but because he didn't think it was impossible, he was able to accomplish it and break the barriers. And so one thing that I think is so super valuable is that when you, when you are, attempting to and like you said it's it's all in the trying to find out you know how to break through barriers how to better become you know what you're trying to become you're not only breaking barriers for yourself but you're breaking barriers for everybody around you you know and so i i just wanted to hear a little bit about about you and obviously your journey before off the leash since we started and the training and then building out the training and and now uh just the impact that you've had uh, to share a little bit about like what it's like to 
get the reward of all the hard work of seeing other people getting breakthrough and in their life and having a different mindset and, um, and just, you know, what that feels like on the flip side is you continue to try to break barriers down for other people. Um, Mm. just the the value of that. And I think, I think I'll have different answers for that. Uh, the more times that you ask that, I mean, it's been a while since we've kind of revisited like kind of the grassroots of where I, you know, I came from and this and that. And, now we've had so much more reach since we've started to, and we've impacted a lot more people's lives than when we started and everything like that. And I think, you know, if I can just keep it 100, I mean, like, and even with, so I, you know, even with human services, uh, for the guys that don't know, like before I was doing all this, I was doing substance abuse counseling and stuff like that. And so it's like, we've talked about that where that success rate is so low that you can only hope to plant a seed. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of times that you don't even hear the success stories till maybe a decade or more after where these like kids, I, you know, I dealt with some adolescents and stuff like that. And it's like, these kids now are grown up and they're like, you said this to me when I was just a teen and how it affected me. And like, you don't get to see that, right? You don't see that. So, I mean, like, I think what most people will say, like, Oh, it's so rewarding. Like, fuck man. I don't feel like that sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I definitely don't, you know? And, and I, it is only takes for a friend or somebody to, to force you to sit down and think about it, about, how it makes you feel um because even kind of going off of what we were just talking about earlier like life happens and you just start going through your day-to-day like everything becomes desensitized right and you're just kind Mm -hmm. of going going through your workflow you know and and so so much of that and then when we're talking about that then it's like i don't even think about it and it's just always on to the next thing you know, so it's really hard to kind of just say, like, it's rewarding or this is why I'm fueled to do it. It's just like by now, I feel like maybe it just at this chapter of my life, uh, I'm just I just do it. Mm. I hate to, you know, take that Nike slogan and just do it. But like at this point, I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. Like things just need to get done in the sense of growing OTL. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, of course, like we have people that we have relationships with and getting new clients, getting new athletes and you get those new ones and they're like, Oh man, this program is dope. Like I'm only two weeks in and I'm already seeing a difference. And so it's like, we have conversations with that. Now we kind of, uh, you know, a little bit more seasoned with walking people through these programs and stuff right. like that. And of course it's like, it's awesome. And I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't awesome, but that's just now being seasoned. Like that's just the, the craft that we're in. So now it's more of trying to perfect the process of walking someone through. Mm. I don't think it's so much more of me resonating with, Oh yeah, I like get I get so much joy out of this person seeing a difference where it's more now of me going, going internally of just how can I get better at, at helping this person out? Well, that's, does that, that make sense? Yeah. That's it's like, this is why I love off the leash. Like the podcast hadn't even come out yet. 
we were talking about this exact thing where it becomes who you are, where you don't know, you don't know the impact that it's going to have, what you're doing is going to have, you know, but you give it anyways, because it's just who you are, right? And so in order to have the greatest impact that you're able to have, you actually have to go in with the intention of knowing the impact that you have, right? right. So that, I think that's, you're describing that exact process is like, you know that it's having an impact. So now when you're being intentional, now you're working consistently on uh, engaging with yourself and becoming better at what you're having an impact in so that you can have a greater and greater and greater impact, you know, because the people who are impacted today, you know, are going to need something more impactful tomorrow. Right. You know, they're going to need a different program. They're going to need, you know, something that's a progression. And so that's, that's the thing that I love about, you know, the industry that we're in is that there's no finish line, you know, there's, the next steps and there's growth and there's more knowledge and you know, it's, it's a constant battle. And that's really what I think separates, you know, off the leash from other self-improvement bases, whether it's like the mental side or the physical training side is it's not like three quick, easy steps that you just need to do this and your life's going to be great. And you're going to be an incredible athlete. Like we're in the trenches saying, Hey, we're figuring it out with you. Hey, try this. This, this is what helped me out. You know, hopefully you learn from the hard lesson that I learned from so that you can have your own lessons. You don't have to go through this painful process that I went through. And so when you have a community that's built around all just sharing our information, sharing our tips and tricks, our tools, our community, our network, you know, you're raising the level. Like they say, a rising tide raises all ships, you know, so the greater we all get, you raise up the level of everybody around you. Um, And it's just I mean, it's just cool. That's that your explanation is basically just, it's just who you are as Patty Gleason, you know, that's all, you know, right? <laughs> I guess so. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, when, and as you were talking, I was thinking of, we were also having that conversation of just knowing your worth. Right. And we were laughing because people walk into a situation and they want something and they're just like, well, I know what I worth, but you have no accolades or no way of proving that that is valuable to us. So right. that just doesn't mean shit. But like to, to have the flip side of that is that, we have gone through the trials and tribulations thus far. Like we are continuing to grow, but right. we're talking about delivering like a better package, right? For these people. Um, and for the OTL fam, it's not even these people, it's for the OTL fam. And um, I know who I, you know, I, at, to this point, know who I am and know my worth. Right. And I know that the, the package or the product that we are given out has value. Right. And then, but there, you know, growth is always the name of the game. How do I build upon that? How do I continue forging an even better experience for the OTL fam? And that's really in the zone, I think, where I'm at, right? It's like, I know I have something that's really good. It was, it's, it's something new to the population that I'm delivering it to. No one else is doing it within the game that I'm doing it. Right. But I can't just rest on my laurels and be like, okay, like, I've done the work. You know, which I think a lot of people would. And it's like, okay, now I'm just going to regurgitate the thing that I've already produced. Right. But like, no, that's ever evolving as well. Mm. Right. And I think that that speaks to the embodiment of OTL too, of just never settling. So it's like, I don't necessarily depend on other people's feedback of how it's affected them 
to fuel my Direction, desire yeah. Yeah. to keep going forward. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the, you know, it's like a, a Gary V standard is like, stop creating and start documenting, mm. you know, stop trying to fill gaps of what everybody wants from you, you know, but just document what you're already doing. You know, you, you'd be doing what you're doing right now, regardless if you had a single person looking <laughs> for a program, you know, you're just sharing all the things that you've built and grown. It's like, you want, you want to be able to perform like this, like, this is what it takes. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. And people can either pick it up or they can leave and then walk the other way. And that's totally fine. Right. You know, and that's the, the, the blueprint, especially in like the fitness industry is like, you can't want something more for somebody than they want it for themselves. So like, we'll create the food. We'll set the table. You can come eat or you can go find your own food in the forest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you have that option, but it's, it's an empowerment ground, you know, and, and the empowerment is, you know, a couple of podcasts ago when we had Tyler and Elaine on, we were talking about what a coach is. And, you know, my view is it's a coach is a mirror, you know, a mirror of the full potential of what you have and what's possible. But in that, that doesn't mean that the coach does the work for you or it's not, he's not an unlimited amount of motivation. Like mm. he's, he's strictly pointing a mirror in front of you and saying you have the ability to be this and you can based on your choices you have the ability you know and i can guide you there but you're the only person who is responsible for those actions for those steps etc you know and and i think that's so funny that you're you brought up that example because i did i was listening to that podcast and i i did kind of have a a a ranting moment Ooh, with give Jasmine. It give it, give it, give it. <laughs> I need it. Uh, uh, you all, no, and because um, we were listening to it on our drive, we were we were down in Portland at the time, and so I wanted to listen to it on the way back up. And you and Tyler were diving into it, and I was sitting there, you know, with my thinking face on as I was driving and everything. And Jasmine's what looking is at me. Ja- what Jasmine's looking at me, right? And she's like, she's like, oh god, what, what are, you, are thinking? you thinking about? <laughs> And uh, I was like, man, these guys are trying to trying to make it too confusing, you know. And uh, you know, I, 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 Tyler was going into kind of trying to make it sound more impressive than it's not, and 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 everything. I, for this was just my opinion, right? And so she was like, well, I'll spit it out. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I was like, you know, for me, right? I was like, a coach is basically someone that has the experience to take someone else from point A to point B and get them the desired results. <laughs> like that, that's it. Like that's what a coach does. You know what I mean? And it's like, you guys are going around and around and around. And I was just like, no, that to boil it down. That's what they do. <laughs> that was, huh. And I just wanted to throw that out there because it, I just thought it was funny that you brought that up. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I just, the, uh, I, I don't know, it's the something that I, I've been kind of just twirling around in my brain is like part of culture now is just so oversimplified. Mm-hmm. We oversimplify everything, you know, and and everything, you know, you just you just got to think better. You just got to eat better. You just got to, you know, this, this and that, you know, but but everybody's a human being and human beings are freaking complicated as hell. You know, and, and there's so many factors that go into every single decision. And and so I think that, you know, 
that's why I was kind of describing it as like a, a good book. Like when you read about it, you forget the author's there, but you're thinking about the principle, you know, and, and as a coach, you know, there's a, um, a really good book called Story Brand. Mm. Um, we're talking about whether it's like you're a marketing team or you're a coach, you know, your goal is not to be the hero. You're the guide. Mm-hmm. You know, you're the mm-hmm. Yoda. Mm-hmm. And, and so many of us in the training game, we get so much of our identity from people being like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. Oh, my God, you're so smart. Oh, I d- didn't know that. Oh, you're an amazing athlete. That we think we really do take on the I- ideology that we're the hero. We feel so good. We're like, oh, we're coming to save the day, and we have what you need. And, and really, it like our job is actually like a thankless job. We're coming along to guide you because at the end of the day, we're not going to be here forever. We're trying to power you to do your life. You know, if I walk away, I want you to be straight still. And, and so that's, that's the, I think such a weird dichotomy in the, in the training space is there's so much pride in it Mm. because we love to be loved, you know, and we love to be the source, but you know, the goal at the end of the day is that, you know, we don't, we don't want somebody walking away from a training session thinking about us, you know, we want think walking away thinking about themselves. Right. And I say that as, as a very foundational description of what a coach is, right? Right. And, and again, uh, what I was saying was like, you take in someone with experience, they help someone get from point A to point B with their desired results. Hopefully. Hope. Well, so now you start dissecting good coaches from bad coaches, and then you can even start breaking down the layers of that, right? But and the thing, but the thing is that, but really, you could have a great coach, the greatest coach, but that client could still not get the desired result because the responsibility still comes back to the person. For sure, for sure, you know, for sure. But you like you still need to get the result. Like we're, we're in right, the game. Right. Of, we're in the game of results. Absolutely, right? for of sure. Of course, of course. You, that all does trickle back down to that individual, like one hundred percent. But you talk about good coach and bad coach. Someone else. Could be, I mean, you see this all the time, though, and you're just like watching some other coach work with somebody. You're just like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Like, how the fuck are you even a coach? But and then, but then you start like, and like I said, that's just a very foundational description of what a coach is. And then I think what you guys were going through was just really diving into like inner workings. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. inner workings of being a coach. And so you know, going back to just that story. Jasmine asking me what I thought about that. I was like, these guys are just breaking it down too much. Like, this is basically what it is. Big Daddy Patty had to come in. And you start breaking down the onions. <laughs> and, like, you know, I mean, you could have 10 different coaches, all great coaches with the same training program and get 10 different results. Absolutely. Like, we all and we all have our flavors, yes. right? And that's, that is what kind of I think what you guys were kind of diving into, and which was great because Tyler had his point of view. You had your point of view. I'll have my point of view. And, like, great coaches – are all going to think differently, right? And then you're all going to get different blueprints, different paths. Sure. But as long as you're still getting your people, your tribe to those desired results, right. then you're doing a good job. Yeah. That's well, basically that's, what I was thinking. I mean, that's my, that's always been my point blank. My one and only goal as a coach, trainer, you name it, is that I want to be the best that there is at combining the physical, yes. the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual. Yes, and I've picked that up from you. 
<laughs> because that's that really it's that, that like you said that's what separates the good and the great and the bad and the excellent and the goats right. is your ability to combine all four categories which is essentially what peak performance was talking about yes yes but we were talking about that before we even read the book I, <laughs> got <Holla>. got <laughs> <laughs> because it's because it really comes like that there is an initial step in training most people are coming in with desires, uh, fitness desires that really have nothing to do with their body. Mm. Like even the people who want to lose weight, that's an emotional and mental thing more than it is a physical facts. So that's what's a lot of times with physical trainers. I mean, besides maybe adjusting form, how, how much do you ever like physically adjust an athlete, Mm. you know, maybe tweaks. Right. But the majority of the time you're talking. Mm -hmm. So we talked about this before, but like, you are affecting their mentality. Mm-hmm. They're, you're affecting their emotions, you know? And and so you really are more of a mental coach than a physical coach, period. And so that's the thing that people don't understand is it's not just hours in the gym saying form, you know, or like writing up programs, but you can tell the difference of the people who have done the deep work to understand humans mm-hmm. and to, to affect the mental and the emotional and the spiritual side of human beings. That's the difference maker, you know? And so that's, it's immediate, you know, I always say like, I feel like I could be a great person who, who can hire individuals. You know, if I sit down with a person, I can probably can tell you if they got the juice in a couple of minutes, because either they've done the work to learn about themselves, to learn about, what the humans, most people's human desires are, how to meet them, how to speak different languages, not like Spanish, French, but I'm talking about like different backgrounds that people have different religions, different political affiliations, you know, obviously, you know, nobody has differences of opinion on politics these days, but you know, mm. we, we'll roll with it. But I can run right over my head, man. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> bulletproof to that already. <laughs> but the ability to, to maneuver, you know, with someone and it's, it's a dance, Yes. You know, and it's like, how many dances do you know? You, I mean, you personally, obviously, I, I watch you. You work and you work with rugby players. You work with hockey players. You work with stay at home moms. You work with, you know, people in their 80s. You work with kids. Right. You, you got to be vigilant. You don't treat the rugby players no. like you treat the 80 no. year olds. You got to be vigilant on a daily basis, man. But then that speaks to you and how much freaking work. I mean, it goes back to your re- human resources. Like it shows that in your work now, all of that work before actually plays a role. There's no dissection of like, no, this was this part of my life. It all rolls into the conclusions that you've made. And let's talk about in this last podcast too, the conclusions you made about yourself, about people and about life itself. And when you're constantly rethinking that, you know, it obviously becomes evident with the way that you treat people. And so that's, that's why it's so important. And I I can't harp on it enough. If you're listening to this freaking podcast, you have to do some freaking work on yourself Mm. and hard work, not reading a a self. Like one of the worst things that you can do is go listen to like self-development books or, or things that are are trying to help you grow. And the whole time you're thinking about so-and-so should listen to this book. Oh my God. (laughs) So-and-so, you know, but people really do that. Like you have to apply that thing to your freaking life. Like if you're butt naked and be like, no, I'm weak in this place. I suck at that, Mm. you know? And then you have to go. And once you realize it, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. 
But when you do know what you don't know, or you know what you know, you know you're sucking, you need to go apologize. Mm -hmm. Apologize to the people that it's been affecting. You've been wasting people's time. Have you been taking people for granted? Have you been, you know, shortchanging people? Go apologize. Own up to it and make the change, you know? But the worst thing you can do is constantly think about how other people can change while you're justifying where you're at. Own your shit basically and, and i mean that kind of goes back to that the the thing that i wrote on my post the other day it's like everybody wants to eat like how we eat until they just find out they don't have the stomach for it and that's not just talking like that's not trying to just be like instagram glorified about like our hustle like for me that's always mental health you know i always fall back to mental health and it's like people want to be able to have like I don't, I don't even know, like... They want the feast without hunting. That Well, that, like, I mean, no, but, like... What am I trying to say here? It's just, like... <laughs> no, I mean, but, like, I've structured my life by design. You know what I mean? And, like, I... I I, I, watch, I love to people watch. I mean, that's just a psychology background. I mean, I, mm. I watch behaviors of people. And yeah. it's just, like... People want to be happy or they want to have a good relationship with maybe another family member or they want to find a good relationship, but they're not doing any fucking self work. Like it pisses me off, dude. And it like for the amount of it's fucking hard, like it's hard. And I've, you know, I've done that myself. And then I have people asking me about like, how do you operate like this way? And it's like, cause I've, I've dove (laughs) deep, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I can really rant. And it's like, it's not so much like it's the equivalent of if you know, they want what you want. Or they want what you have, but they just don't put the work in. You know what I mean? And, like, while you were talking about being vigilant and, like, having, like, general pop and professional athletes and this and that. And it's like, dude, yesterday, like, this is just a real-time example of that. Like, yesterday, I just was having a shitty day. And, like, yes, newsflash, like, we have shitty days, too. But you have to put, like, we're coaches and we have to put a face (laughs) on, right? And, like, yeah, it's like, hello. But I was having a shitty day. One of my clients comes in and obviously is having a shitty day as well. You know what I mean? And, this, you know, I was thinking of this as, you know, we're not just here to, like, teach you how to squat. Of course we are. It's a, That's part of the repertoire. But it's, like, we're not just here to teach you the mechanics of a squat. Like, that's really redundant sometimes. And it's, like, this person came in, was having a really bad day. She had her program. And right off the bat, like, and actually this happened several times yesterday. It was just like a common thread. It was like, well, okay, just be, and I tell this to my people all the time. It's like, just because I wrote it down, like this program down does not make it in concrete. Yes. Right. Like we're not promised anything day to day. And so it's like, we did a little couple tweaks here. We did a couple tweaks there. Long story short, she left and texted me after she left and was just like, Hey, thank you so much for getting me out of my head mm. and like changing my perspective for the day. Come on. And then that's like, you know, that's, that's what you yes. need to do. Like, it's not so much like you come in, it's like, no, you fucking need to do this. Cause it's on my paper and I wrote it down and I'm yes. flexing on you. And you, you know, you put up this weight last week. So I want you to put up this week, but plus some this week. And like, that's not for me, my style of coaching. And to get that type of, instant review back of just like now she can go have dinner with her kids and have a good frame of mind yes is so much more rewarding than just the the physical part of it yes you know what i mean and that's what i love about coaching 
And that's not, and the thing is like, it's not that that person didn't have the physical capability. It's that you had the awareness to know which part of that person needed to be trained that day. Yes. Yes. Like, and that's, I that's have, the I have chills. Part. I have chills thinking about it. Just like thinking about that person getting in the car on the way home because of the, just my own experiences, you know, and like, like that stuff like makes me freaking emotional because a lot of these people don't have somebody who sees the need right in their life. Well, well check this out. So same yesterday, same same day. I have a I have another client who has severe PTSD issues. And this was her quote unquote peak week, right? Like she should have been peaking during this program this week. And uh she's a sprinter. And her PTSD directly relates to her past of being a sprinter. Mm. So, like, there's some tricky stuff going on there. And she came in and she was physically needed, you know, was not feeling it and was afraid that this was her peak week, right? And I, you know, could see it in her already and completely just switched around and modified her program same result, though, right? We talk about results. Same result. She left feeling so much better than mm. when she walked in. And even during that session, she's told me the triggers. What, what she, you know, she has certain things that she does when she's highly triggered. And she had, she was displaying some of these behaviors. And I knew that she was triggered. So I was able to bring her out of being triggered, continued her program. Mm. And then she left just feeling so much more accomplished. Right. And so that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It's like talking, going with what you were talking about, the mental, the physical, the spiritual and the physical, like you need to be vigilant in all those areas and have your, have your people, have your tribe Mm. feeling better about themselves than when they walked in. Yeah. And I I think that's, um, you know, with there's, there's so many, so many gyms now, you know, and people are going, going from gym to gym and, you know, people are constantly looking around like, you know, they say they love a coach and they're like, man, what, what is it that really sets that person apart? And, you know, obviously, like we just talked about knowing that person knows and goes in knowing who's in that room and what the needs are. You know, that's, that's a, a massive step. I mean, that's going from a good coach to a great coach to excellent, you know, and, but on the flip side, it really, it really does come back to how much personal work that coach has done, you know, in themselves. And, and I know, like, like you were saying, you walk in, you have a, had a bad day, you know, for me, I'm obviously, if you listen to this, you probably know me well enough. You had me in class. Like I'm like the happy go lucky dude. I'm running around. I'm probably as energetic. Your as energy's come. on another level. You already know you're laughing at me because my energy is not that <laughs> high when I'm coaching. <laughs> you know, you I already know. I, I know. I was I'm talking to that buddy. I was like, I need to pop in one of Patty's class. I don't think I've ever seen him coach a group, but I'm really interested. Hey, but, my co- hey, my group coaching kills it though. It's just different styles, bro. Very true. Very true. You know, and so people, you know, like when, when I have a bad day, you know, I'm not say I'm not feeling energetic or I'm like pissed off at something and I come in, there's, there's something. And, and I actually had a really interesting conversation around this. When I come into coach, you know, I, and I put a microphone on, you know, or I step into that coaching position. Um, you know, it's actually, cause I was talking to a client, 
um, when I left this gym and because I had shared, I was like, I'm just thankful that you guys remind me who I am. Because when I'm with you, I'm the best version of myself because I remind myself that these people who come here, like I, one of the greatest things that I can tell any coach is that you have a responsibility with the access that you have to your client's life. I'll say it again. You have a responsibility with the access that you have in your client's life. They're trusting you with some of their most vulnerable time that they have, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be so careful to do the work that you need to do to be able to give that person what they need. And so when I start the mic on, like if I'm having a bad day, like I put the thing on and I'm like, nah, I'm Jeremy. Like I show up, people are looking for me for empowerment, for energy, for joy, for freedom to remind me who I am and that I have the ability to snap out of this thing that I'm coming to the gym with. And so I have to put my stuff aside and people are like, you know, it's not good that you just like shove things under the rug to like put on a front. I'm like, no, it's not a front. I'm reminding myself currently who I am, you know, and that turns. That's why I, like I posted the mm. other day, relentlessly seek out perspective, mm. relentlessly, you know, because when you see a client, you know, going through something different than you, you're like, damn, I like me sitting in traffic or me running to somebody in the parking lot. That's nothing compared to what this person's battling. And so it's not that you're putting things aside or taking the value away from it, but it's reminding yourself who you're called to be and why you're there, you know? And so that's, that's a huge part is that, you know, cause I've, I've gone into gyms and to go take a class, somebody hit me up and be like, Hey, I need to like a secret shop or I need to go roll through this person's class and like, give me honest feedback, which I love doing. <laughs> I love it. Like, more than anything. And so I roll through and everybody's in the lobby and this person comes out in the lobby, you know, with their headset on. They're like, hey guys, uh, man, sorry I didn't get much sleep last night. So hopefully you guys can bring me some energy this morning. They don't care. And <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, all right, right, you guys come on in. Hi, give me a high five. Music's really low. Music's like some bogus song that's really slow. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking around like, is this for real? Like, am I on candid camera? This is bonkers. Mm. And I like, I literally left the class. I was like, nah, I'm this, I'm not doing this. This, this is crazy. But that's like, I was like waiting for the joke. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, more for real? But that's the thing is like, you have to be able to freaking snap yourself out of this mindset that's like, poor me. It's like, no, nah, remember who the hell you are. And the thing is like, most people don't have a community around them who remind them who the hell they are. Whether that's your spouse, that's your freaking best friend, that's a coworker. That's why it's important. You have to surround yourself with not people who just hype you the hell up, but people who remind you like, hey, you're not yourself. You need to freaking eat a Snickers. Mm-hmm. Like pull your head out of your rear end because who who this is is not who you need to be, period. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the hard decision is to put yourself in a place where you give people access like that in your life, you know, and we can talk about relationships all day, but, but as a trainer, like you have to remind yourself when you step into that position, that you have a responsibility, you know, well, it's just higher level coaching, man. I mean, talk about, you know, come, come full circle. It's like, I you do have, get me hyped up right now. I do have uh, <laughs> I have a couple of private clients at, at, at anytime fitness, you know, and I'm in there watching their coaches you know, and I, I love, I actually love watching their other coaches too. I'm just like, God dang, dude. Like I, I so low tough. key feel sorry. It's <laughs> like, so dude, tough, I feel dude. sorry for some of like, these. Can you put members. your clipboard down? Yo, phone, clipboard, going to the bathroom, like 
for like long periods of time. Ten like squats, check, <laughs> and they're paying eighty dollars an and hour. I was like, yo, this for is what? crazy, bro, crazy. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know that maybe that's just coaches talk, coaches corner talk, you know. But it's like, Jeez. god dang, dude. Well, I mean, like everything that you just talked about is definitely higher level coaching. I don't. The good coaches think like that, but don't get it twisted. Like a lot of a lot of coaches don't think like that. So, yeah, I would say the majority. Well, that's, I mean, you know, my gripe, that's, that's the difference between people be like, oh, you're a personal trainer. You know how much that grinds my gears. You yes. know what I mean? Cause I just like personal trainer, fitness coach, coach generally like, yes, don't even get me started. I, there's levels to this shit. When you that, know what that I whole mean? conversation we had earlier about people like wanting what you have without putting the work in, it's like, how come your classes are always maxed out? How come people mm. are always like, coming and asking about you? How come my classes are empty? It's like. Well, you can't get out of this room fast enough when your shift is over and you never stay to talk to anybody, you know, and it's you, you read off a sheet of paper, like, like you're a robot. My mom can come in here right now and probably give you a better class, yeah. you know, it, but it's, yeah, it's, we it, could, we could really dive down and yeah, but, but if you know, you know, if you know, you know, man, love it. Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> so what what is coming up in your life, Patty Gleason, that you are excited about? Ooh. A lot of things, man. A lot of things are exciting. Um, got the World Cup. You know, we start practices for that next Y'all week. Y'all getting this dub or what? Dude. Can I get some Seattle Thunder action? Let's get some love. Well, after our last performance, I ain't going to fucking lie, dude. We <laughs> We fucking <laughs> stepped on our dicks with that one, bro. Right after the podcast when we were like, top five. Yeah. Somebody put some respect on our name. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe we should wait a little bit for this next podcast. So we do we do got to we gotta come back uh, after that last performance. And it was a poor performance. There's no way around it. You know, that that it is what it is. But uh, we start practice next week for that. So I'm, I am excited about that. I'm excited to get back with the boys. Um, going to Cali the first weekend. We go Dallas the next weekend. And then from Dallas, I go right to florida so i'm Ooh. traveling a lot this next coming up next uh, few weeks so i'm excited about that um i'm excited for some of these uh ambassador uh kind of i guess you can title it as an ambassador programs or just kind of partnerships that i'm getting into Ye. um not not me otl um is brill recovery Brill Recovery specializes in non-THC CBD products. Mm. And they... What uh, kind of products? Uh, they have like a... Th- one of my favorites is the menthol cream. So it's like a, a tiger balm okay. or something like that. And it's super intense. Oh, God. So I really like that. And, and the products really do help. And then they have a gel version of it that's not as intense. Uh, they just released their Epsom salt soaks as well. Ooh, they ain't so, playing. Yeah, no, so they uh, it's owned by two guys uh, that are on the Seawolves, uh, which shout is out the, to the Seawolves. Yeah, shout out to the Seattle Seawolves. They're the major league rugby team out here. And um, yeah, so we're having a little OTL Brill collaboration. Um, so we'll be having some product codes and stuff like that to help promote uh, their products and um, I wouldn't you know we've had many products trying to approach us uh, to to support them and stuff like that I just really like what these guys do and I most of all really like their product oh yeah so I'm excited about that another one that I'm they trying have a website 
Is it uh, Brill.com or something? Yeah. Bro, if you Google Brill Recovery um, or go on their IGs or anything, B-R-I-L-L, Brill Recovery. Um, and then stay tuned because we should be having promo codes and all of that, like I just said. Um, another one would be the uh, Morpheus. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get that on board as well. Morpheus is like a HRV heart rate monitor, but it tracks your recovery and your performance and all of that. So I'm trying to get that um, affiliation. So then we can start giving, you know, hooking our athletes up with that and everything for like sure. that. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for the drop, excited for more products coming out that we can rep OTL. Um, I got some other things that you know about, but I'm not going to talk about on air, but I'm excited about that. So it's exciting times, man. It's the last, like, I love the holidays. It's my favorite time of year. We're wrapping up 2021. Yes, God. Setting ourselves up for 2022. So it's always an exciting time of the year. It is. That's it. Bang, bang. Yes. OTL baby. I'm excited uh, about this podcast. Uh, we're ramping this thing up. You're killing it, it's man. On the gas pedal. Yeah, man. So we're going to be having lots and lots of guests coming through. Uh, put on the social media the other day. We're going to have some OTL tribe members yes. uh, doing some guest spots on here. So I'm excited about that. Yes. I get to meet some people that I've never met before. Uh, yes. But we, but we need some of them. And uh, obviously, if there's anything you guys want to hear, holler at us. Uh, I got a gym opening up in November. There you go. Hustle House. Hustle House. In Sammamish. Uh, so if anybody's local, you guys have to come through. We're going to throw a big party, and it's going to be Lydia than a committee. It's a quad. It's a quad. <laughs> Shout out to Sammamish. Uh, but, yeah, Desana Sports, Patty Gleason, Jeremiah, you know what it is. You got anything else for the people? Nothing, man. Love you guys. Until next time, my friends, stay off the leash. It goes down in the DM. Woo! You know what it is.